All praises to the Most High Yahweh, creator of all things, worthy of all praise, glory, and honor, power, and majesty, and dominion forever and ever. Also acknowledging his only begotten son, Yahweh Shahamashiach, also known as Yahusha, Yahshua, and Jesus. Also giving acknowledgement to the Ruach HaKadosh, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, leading and guiding into all truth and righteousness, bringing all things to remembrance. Glory, hallelujah. Good morning, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Talking Prophecy. I have to acknowledge that it's been a while since I did an episode. Um, I had to take a step back to receive more revelation and to 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 let the Most High show me the best way to try and bring it out to the people that they can understand it. So hopefully I'll do an adequate job because I know what I'm bringing to you is the truth. Quick recap, we all know that we're living in the last days, but what very few don't understand is that vast majority of revelation and end time scriptures are speaking to the last seven years of the end of the age. The, the last, there are approximately 2,000 years worth of last days. But the vast majority of scripture is speaking of the last seven years of the last days. These are the four events that will occur in the last seven years of the age. The first event to occur, second exodus. Second exodus will start the clock on the last seven years. Number two, the marriage supper slash great tribulation. These two run concurrently. They're running at the same time. And the fourth one will be the battle of Armageddon which is also known as the second coming, the end of the world, and the end of the age. These four events are all contained in the last seven years of the end of the age. Now, I'm going to take uh, something that we all, we've all heard, you know, through our time with knowing the Most High and reading His Word. If we put any real effort into it, we've all heard some of these things that we're going to go through and I'm going to show you the why it's so important to be able to establish the separation of events these four events that I I told you they separate the times and it, it, it puts in perspective that there is different times and different events where things go into well you'll see what I see as I go further I'll show you one first thing we're going to look at is the statement of he that endures till the end shall be saved. I'm sure you've heard this before. Revelations 3.10 Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my power. He shall go no more out. I will write upon him the name of my power 
and the name of the city of my power, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my power, and I will write upon him my new name. This scripture, brothers and sisters, even though, well, well, this scripture here, brothers and sisters, is a marriage supper scripture. A big, a big mistake a lot of us make is because we don't see the word marriage supper written everywhere that we fail to understand that it's a marriage supper scripture. This scripture is talking to the church of Philadelphia and they're going to be kept from the hour of temptation, which is also known as great tribulation, Jacob's trouble, the day of the Lord. So these are those wise virgins that are striving to continually do the right thing by the most high. And because they're keeping the word of his patience, the most high is going to keep them from the worst time in the history of the world. He that endures till the end, we see the first entry point into the kingdom. These saints will be in the kingdom working in the temple while others are scattering around this earth, trying to save their lives, going through the bitter cold. So the main point, this is the best entry point for all saints. You can enter the kingdom without having to go through great tribulation. This is the marriage supper entry point. Revelations 2, 9 through 11. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. Ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt in the second death. Brothers and sisters, we see another entry point. But this one will be through the bitter winter of great tribulation. This is where... Satan will lay hands on you. They will cast you into prison and they will put you to death because you're coming through this period of time to try to reach the kingdom. You must lay down your life and endure to death. That's the end for you. If you die righteously, you will be raised at the first resurrection. This is the second entry point into the kingdom it will occur during the great tribulation period, which is also Jacob's trouble, the day of the Lord, and the, um, um, the, the days of vengeance. Okay, then when you look at this scripture, the Savior said this in Matthew. Matthew. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here 
which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming into his kingdom. The Most High, there are going to be a few saints that are going to go start to finish and see all of the events and will not die until the king, the, the, they see the most, um, excuse me, Yahawashai coming into his kingdom. Their bodies will be changed at that point in time. They're going to be those saints that were, well, you know, like the scripture tells us about men will become more precious than gold. These saints are the saints that's going to go from start to finish. This is their ending. This is their destiny. This is how they were predestined to make the kingdom. It's only going to be a small amount. Remember, when um, they go into captivity, th the, um, a third of the city will go into captivity. These saints are going to be brought back too. So they're going to enter in to the um, thousand year reign, the millennial reign at that point. So you have a point of access from the marriage supper, the Church of Philadelphia. You also have another um, access point in great tribulation, those that die in the right way, laying their, laying their life down for the Father and the Son. And then you're going to have those who the Father is going to bring from start to finish. So when we see he that endures till the end, we now have a full understanding that there is more than one in point. But you will not gather that if you don't separate the events. This is why I told you, we must separate the events and then everything begins to fall in its proper space. I hope that clarifies some things for some people. If you begin to use this procedure, you, the Most High is going to bless some of you to really bring forth some very good information. Let's look at another the fullness of the Gentiles. We're going to run that through our system. The fullness of the Gentiles. Romans 11, 25, 26. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so, all Israel shall be saved. As, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. So here we see the fullness of the Gentiles coming to an end at the second exodus point. When we're gathered and we go back to our land, their time will have ended over us. We're no, long, un, no longer under any control of these wicked nations. We go back to our land as a free people to serve the Most High the way he would desire us to serve him. So we see the first fullness of the Gentiles is in 2nd Exodus. Luke 21, 22, 23, 24. For these be the days of vengeance, great tribulation. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, 
and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So here we see another fullness of the Gentiles, which will start for them during great tribulation. This fullness of the Gentiles will be under the Antichrist. When he goes into the temple, stops the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, he will then take hold to his 42-month reign of great tribulation. His reign will come to an end when the Savior cracks the skies and comes back with the angels and his armies from heaven. This is where the, the um, kingdoms of this world will be taken down and given to our Savior. So now I hope you understand when you read the fullness of the Gentiles, it's not just talking about one thing. You have to use the event separations to be clearly understand where everything is falling into place. The first one is when we leave captivity. Their time over us will have ended. But when the Antichrist comes and takes his 42-month reign, that will be another time of the Gentiles that will end at the second coming of our Savior. The final one we'll do tonight will be the marriage supper versus the millennial reign, which is before the millennial reign starts. It's more along the lines of the battle of Armageddon. But just up into, I wanted to put in the millennial reign to show you that there is a big difference between the marriage supper and the millennial reign. Thessalonians, excuse me, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 1, 3, and 4. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord, Yahweh Shahamashiach, and by the gathering together unto him. This is, should, by reading that verse alone, the gathering unto him should let you know you're dealing with a marriage supper scripture. You're talking about leaving planet Earth and going somewhere else. Okay, again, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord, Yahweh Shahamashiach, and by the gathering together unto him, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, the gathering day, except there be, excuse me, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. Two things, a falling away and the man of sin being revealed. The son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called power, or that is worship, so that he, as the Most High, sitteth in the temple of the Most High, showing himself that he is the Most High. This is the marriage supper. Before that day can happen, there must come a falling away all of this is going to occur in second Exodus. There's going to come a falling away and he's going to be revealed. He'll be revealed when he go into that temple and cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. 
All right, so we know that the marriage supper, the marriage supper, which is also known as the gathering, the rapture, um, the, uh, for now that's the names that I have. I, I'm sure there's some more, but that's what I have for you right now. In that day, before the marriage supper, you have the falling away and the revealing of the Antichrist. But also remember, the marriage supper must occur before great tribulation. Why do we say this? Because we just read about the Church of Philadelphia being kept from the hour of temptation. So the falling away will occur. The revealing of the Antichrist will occur. Then the marriage supper will occur. And then great tribulation will occur. All of these events, all of these events are very closely knit together. All right. So that's the, um, the marriage supper. Let's look into the um, millennial reign. Revelations 20, 4, 5, and 6. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yahawashah, and for the word of power, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Hamashiach, a thousand years, but the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of power and of Hamashiach and shall reign with him a thousand years. This is just before the millennial reign, because they have to reign a thousand years. So they will be raised just before the millennial reign. Satan also will be bound just before the millennial reign, because he has to be bound for a thousand years. So these two events will occur just before the millennial reign. These two events have are not the same, and these two events are also three and a half years apart. The woman flies away in Revelations. She flies away to a new location for three and a half years, which it says a time, times, and half a time. That's the marriage supper. When Yahawashah cracks those skies and comes back with the armies, the Antichrist and the beast will be cast into the lake of fire. So but before the millennial reign can occur, wait, let's put it this way. The Antichrist has just been revealed on the marriage supper side. But on the millennial side, he has already been cast into the lake of fire alive with the false prophet. You see the difference? On the marriage supper side, the people fell away and the Antichrist was revealed and then the marriage supper. On the uh, millennial reign side, um, Yahweh comes back, the beast will be taken with the false prophet and it will be cast into the lake of fire. So one is the beginning of the Antichrist and the other one is the, his final destination. They are three, three and a half years apart. The only way you can see these things, if you do the event separation, you begin to put things in their proper perspective. And all of these events will take place in the last seven years. That does not start until Second Exodus. Okay, brothers and sisters, 
I want to thank the Most High for all that he does for us on a daily basis. All praises be to him, his only begotten son, Yahweh Shahamashiach, and the Ruach HaKadosh. I love you. I pray that this has been a blessing unto you. Until we meet again, Shalom.